lick the stamp and send it. He's back and it's race week. It is. We hope you are hungry for a new podcast episode. Wait, wait, why? Just why? <laughs> we, we had a good start there. With, uh, do we ever think we'd say that again, that Danny Rick is back in a Formula One car? This soon, anyway? Not at all. And you just had to throw the puns in there, didn't you? Of course, I love a good pun. <laughs> puns are the best. Pun. Puns are absolutely amazing. Uh, but yes, welcome back to this week's episode of the One of podcast. Uh, let's whet your appetite with some good news coming out of coming out of F1 this week, which is, of course, Danny Rick uh, coming back to the team, which he left in order to get a better seat, which then he ended up coming back to anyway. Just a nice full circle, I guess. Um, hopefully no, no, he, be went, his he redemption. went to Red Bull, didn't he? Exactly. He so he left the seat that he's currently in to try and get a better seat, and he ended up uh, back so where thought, he started. Wouldn't that mean he left Red Bull to try and get a better seat, didn't he? No, he left Alpha Tauri to go you know, to Red Bull. Yeah, but like, but not for a... Dude, I'm not well. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> is going on. Danny Rick is back, and that's the only thing that's keeping me going, right? Yeah, pretty so, much. Yes, so, Danny Rick is back. How happy are you going to be when he finishes P18? Um, I, I'm just going to be as neutral as I was before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I... that... Uh, I think a lot is going to be expected of him. Yeah. Uh, I think people are going to come in and expect him to get points on his debut, blow Yuki out the water. But I think he's going to have, you know, the term is ring rust. Yeah, exactly. So let's see what he does. If he gets points on his debut, I will put a meme on the 1SM podcast Instagram page of Lord Voldemort saying, from now on... You put your faith in me. <laughs> we, should, we should do the other one where it's like Harry Potter. Like, He's back. Voldemort's back. <laughs> It'll be Yuki as Harry. <laughs> um, that yeah, should be I Christian, could... actually. It should be Christian instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, he's not going to finish P18. I think if he gets points in his debut, that's that's really good. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually more excited for Yuki. Yeah. I think he's he's I... really grown over the past season and a bit. And I think he now has an opportunity to show Red Bull or Aston Martin Honda Mm. that he is possibly the guy for the big job. Yeah, I think that it is an opportunity. Do you remember at the beginning of the season when I said that Yuki has to say (laughs) to um, Nick, this is my swamp? And beat him. Well, he's done that. He needs to defend his swamp again, essentially. He needs to go out there and absolutely smash it. Do you remember at the start of the season when I said Nick would outscore Yuki? I'm never going to let you forget that. That was wild. What a wild take. <laughs> I mean, it was um, based in some sort of logic. It, yeah, there, there was some sort of logic. But again, I really feel like Yuki is a lot better than people give him credit for. Yes. But do you, uh, I also think he did have the benefit of a full season under his belt as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Nick. Massively. Um, so... But, uh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I think honestly, I think Danny, I think Danny could get it the points. We're looking at maybe a P nine and a P ten. Um, it is hungry. A lot can happen. He's True. won there, but I'm not. I'm excited he's back, but I'm not going to be like, ah, oh, he's going to be amazing straight away. It will probably take him a couple of races just to get back into the group of things. Yeah, so I'm I'm thinking. So we have this race, uh, and then we have the 
Belgian Grand Prix race, and then there is the three-week summer break. So I'm imagining that Daniel would need to, slash be expected to, uh, beat Yuki either in the Netherlands or in Italy. So the two race weeks after the the next after the summer break, he should beat him in at least one of those. Yeah. Um, do you think that let's just say dreams do come true? Yeah. And Danny Rick smashes it for the rest of the season. No, no disrespect to Yuki. Yep. Do you think that they will still keep Checo because he has a contract for next season? Um, or do you think they'll do that demotion idea that you mentioned in the last podcast? I, I don't know. I think the thing is... is maybe that, it's not even in his contract. Maybe Checo says, you can't put me in the Alpha Tauri. Yeah, it might be in his contract, but I, I'm not entirely sure whether or not like it actually will be. Um, I think that, like, essentially the... Um, I think the thing, the thing with him will be that I don't think that's, like, a really obvious thing that they would put in his contract, if that makes sense. Um, so I, I actually don't know whether or not like that would even be like in a contract. So they probably could shift him out to the other team, you know? Um, sorry if I'm a teeny I mean, tiny bit distracted. I'm having some technical difficulties. The recording is lagging very slightly for video. So I do apologize for that. Um, but so, but so yeah, I think that, um, it's a possibility, but we have to wait and see how Danny does at the end of the day. Danny could come back and he could be absolute ass. So who it knows? Be, yeah. um, it might partly be because the Alpha Tauri is not that good. It might just be because Daniel Ricciardo is not that good. Who knows? Um, but either way, I think it's it's great to see him to see him come back for sure. The one thing which I think that ev- not everyone, but most people seem to be overlooking, and I think we're very slightly guilty of that as well, especially with the memes and stuff that we've put, been putting out on Instagram, is that we are forgetting that like it must be gut wrenching for Nick as well. That like was my uh, next question. Yeah. Was- how do you think Nick is feeling about this? And would you, Awful. as a team principal, or Helmut, or even Christian, giving Nick more tie? I I think that the problem was is that they already had the they'd already made their decision, right? They had they had already made the decision that he was gonna go. Like it's that. Um the plan was is that they were gonna swap the drivers during the um the summer break. Um, but they decided to do it early. I think the early sort of hurriedness didn't help. Um, but at the end of the day, Nick wasn't fast enough. Um, and it goes back to the age old saying of the stopwatch doesn't lie. But do you think that because he didn't have the full backing of everyone at Red Bull, because remember Christian didn't want him at AlphaTauri, mm. that maybe that, that sped up the decision and maybe he wasn't given potentially Enough of a chance because yeah potentially he's not performing um, while helmet wanted him in christian's like nah you know i don't think we made the right decision here and yeah maybe we should cut our losses um, we can yeah potentially but at the same time he's a 28 year old man who is a multiple world champion in different disciplines so he should know realistically what to do he was he scored points for aston martin last year he you know williams. he's williams sorry last year um, like, you know, he's not a complete stranger and he should know how to conduct himself and he should know what is expected of him. So I don't, I think it probably would have come as a surprise that it happened earlier, but I, I also know that he was given warning, like you need to start picking up the pace 
um, because because you're not quick enough. And again, the stopwatch doesn't lie. Yeah, it's a it's a brutal world. Um, yeah, the yeah, the I, the world of F one is absolutely brutal. Um, and well, if, especially, if Danny Rick can lose a seat, anyone can lose a seat. Well, you say if Danny Rick can lose a seat, he was toilet for like two years in a McLaren, besides two or three performances. So. I yeah. mean, it's not even that. It literally is a stopwatch doesn't lie. That's yeah, it. Yeah, but I think, I think part of Danny being there longer was, A, he is quite marketable. Yeah, he's and, very marketable, yeah. And uh, he probably, it was like, it's quite expensive to get rid of him. <laughs> to well, the point where they did have to pay him. Yeah, they, they literally the, had to pay him not to drive the yeah. shitbox McLaren, which then has now turned out to not be a shitbox and it's a bit of a rocket. Yeah, well, based on last week, anyway, uh, last, last race. Week. Um, but um, I, d- I did see uh, like a funny like image, which was like uh, POV. You are Hamilton. A car is faster. That car must be a rocket. <laughs> My car is faster. Oh, it's the driver. <laughs> it's just funny. Um, but yeah, so I like I said, I think we're we're both looking forward to seeing Danny Rick back, but again. Uh, my not that he's died, but my thoughts are with definitely with Nick over the next yeah, over the next it, race it, weekend because it, it must a, be strange. It's it's a brutal world. Um, like I said, yeah. we were guilty with with a couple of memes, but I would say that our memes are nice, right? We we're, yeah we, we never try and attack anyone personally or anything no, like that. No, 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 but not at all. obviously, in in a moment like that, having me like. In, if in our career we lost our jobs and then someone started making memes about it it's not the nicest thing you wouldn't but feel good i not not to say oh it's okay but the some of the stuff i saw was horrific some of some of the bits and pieces and the things i've i've seen said about certain drivers not only um not only nick this week but just other times is horrific um yeah. and they, trust me nothing we have said i wouldn't repeat to anyone else or anything like that is it we're trying to make light of most of these situations um unfortunately there yeah, is one and, situation uh, we can't make light of um and obviously that sorry i did cut you off slightly i guess you didn't know i was going to segue into that topic um so i'll unsegue did you add want to did you want to no, add something i was just gonna say we're pretty good at calling each other out when it's like oh yeah absolutely that's not funny kind um, of thing, oh yeah 100 yeah. percent. um but i also just quickly while we're on this topic i also don't like this current and it's not just formula one it's media in general there's obviously clickbait and stuff but there's kind of selling outrage mm. like i've seen a few i'm not going to name people um but some people who do watch a lot of f1 content will know there are some people on youtube who think by really aggressively being insulting and attacking and outrageous and dramatic to people in f1 drivers etc mm. is like their niche and their way of going in and like like you know not everyone is nice and the world is not a nice place but yeah. you're just adding to it where there's a difference between saying, oh, George Russell looks a bit like Woody from Toy Story, which mm. okay, is a bit light and funny, to some of the things I've heard say about him. Mm. And, you know, it's, it's like, it's not, it's not, it's not nice. No, it's not, not right. at all. I think that the, the, some people will use those sorts of things in a way to like grow their platform and stuff like that. And that's, that's, that's mean, something, yeah. that's something that we, neither of us want to do um no. so so yeah but i mean yeah I'll, I'll i'll try a different segue in terms of saying horrible <laughs> things obviously there was uh some uh some 
report, I guess, from Lewis directly um, around some racist comments made about uh, Lewis Hamilton um, and sort of hearing about that from Seb. Uh, and it's obviously absolutely horrific and there's there's no place for it in any way, shape or form. Um, and it doesn't surprise me, which is awful, really. And I'm guessing it probably doesn't surprise you either. No, uh, and it's it's strange because it's like, what does he have to do to just be respected? I know, I know. Right? He's one of the best drivers ever. Mm. He's the most successful driver ever in terms of race wins. Yeah. He's equal on, you know, world champion. And like, regard, I know what people say, uh, the car is in the best car, Valtteri is not the quickest. You don't win a championship by luck. No, you just don't. true. You know, and he earned his position and he's done so much outside of the sport. I mean, he has more followers than the Formula One account, which shows yeah. he is bigger than the sport. He does a lot for yeah. the LGBT community, for, you know, eradicating racism in the sport. He's got Mission 44. Mm-hmm. And yet, still within the sport, from teams saying mm. racist things about him, it's just like, like what what do I have to do? Yeah, of? I mean, well, didn't you didn't you say, I don't know whether or not you said it on the podcast or not, but didn't you say at one point that when Lewis was first a driver at McLaren, um, that somebody had to go into the mechanics, engineers, whoever, some people, some members of staff, and say, you can't make the same jokes that you used to make. I don't um, think it was me. I think it might have been you. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it was you. Um, I can't remember Um, but essentially I think that the part of the problem is I I mean that is horrific but it wouldn't surprise me if it were to still happen um, in in certain areas old boys Um, club around formula one yeah absolutely um you see you see bits and pieces of it but also at the same time and again this is in no way in pointing fingers like and saying absolutely this is what happened or anything like that but my thought process is seb used to drive for ferrari a very very italian team and stereotypically quite a lot of italians don't have particularly nice things to say about people that aren't white slash tanned like italian people so I can sort of read between the lines as to where those comments may have potentially come from, allegedly come from. Um, it, yeah, that's that's all I was going to say, um, which may potentially be one of the reasons why Lewis hasn't gone to Ferrari, hasn't entertained Ferrari. You never know. Again, I'm I'm potentially linking things that don't need to be linked or have no link, but that's just my thought process around that essentially i mean again it could it could have been absolutely nothing at ferrari and then you could have gone to aston martin and they could have been the worst people on earth you don't know you have no idea um but putting one and one together it might be that i wouldn't even i think it's coming from and we've seen it Mm. the likes of this older older generation Mm. like nelson pk you know you saw the comments he made a lot of those people are still around behind the scenes in yeah. teams as I mean, and all that. I reckon that's where Seb kind of 
may have heard it. Yeah. I mean, think about it as well. Helmut Marko isn't exactly the most politically correct person in the world. <laughs> Let's be completely he honest, just, right? He is the straightest shooter in like, life. Like, my God. He's telling you. Um, but, um, but yeah, I think that some of the stuff that comes out of his mouth is absolutely insane. Um, but um, but I think that it, it this is the thing. It's It's not surprising, which is a real, real shame. Um, and hopefully it's something that we hear about and see less and less and less. Um, well, I, I think it's one of those things where, like, Lewis Hamilton walked so a future black driver could run. It might be one of those things where he has to kind of take it a little bit, which is mm. wrong, but he has to take it so he can set the platform. I, I mean, do you yeah. think... Sorry, sorry. Do you think if Lewis Hamilton wasn't in F1, that the apex apple movie yeah would have a black actor oh absolutely not no um like like more than likely not no um but i think that if you were to sit lewis down and ask him the question and say if you like if you would take this like red pill blue pill you were to receive hate and stuff like that and incredibly horrific um racist remarks etc etc but you know for a fact that it will encourage and increase the likelihood of another driver who isn't a straight white man into a formula one seat in the next 10 years would you would you take that or not he would absolutely take that 100 percent. so he it, let's be honest he's doing the right thing he's standing up for the things that he believes in and he's he's going about it in the best way possible yeah no um it's a journey i think and like sometimes you can just step back and look at the bigger picture and see we are progressing. But then yeah. when you just dive in, sometimes it's one step forward, two steps back. Um, but hopefully we just keep moving in the right direction. And yeah. we Actually, publicize and talk about when these things happen. Good on Seb and good on articles being written about it. Yeah, exactly. I think we need we need more people within F1 like Seb, 100%. Yeah. Um, not only just in, in terms of drivers, but also in terms of you know people around the, around the paddock. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I said, Lewis is doing pretty much everything right. Only thing I would argue is apparently his vegan burgers are very expensive. Oh, okay. So I mean, yeah, isn't vegan food inexpensive in general? Yeah, there's there's something. It's like vegan tax, essentially, is what it's <laughs> what it's jokingly called. Um, so so yeah, but um, yeah. Speaking yeah. of uh, tax, tax is obviously a massive part of business. And guess who is joining a London <laughs> business school? The segues on this podcast are getting better and better each week, but and it's been whoa, whoa, whoa! Because what I don't know what name you. Well, I know what name you're going to say, but I don't know how you're going to refer to him. Mm. Because after we've just had a little kind of open heart moment about Nick DeVries, mm. <laughs> you better refer to him by his proper name, Goat Teefy. <laughs> I, knew you would say, I knew you would say that. I I say Goat Teefy lovingly. That's that's <laughs> how I'm saying it. Um, but yeah, obviously, uh, if you live under a rock, potentially, or you haven't heard for some other reason, uh, Nicholas Latifi, oh, just don't go on Twitter. our our favourite Canadian driver, he says, literally while wearing Lance Stroll merchandise. Um, well, I'm not kidding. This is a Lance Stroll, where is it? Yeah, Lance Stroll jacket that I have on. I'm that big of a fan of Lance. Um, <laughs> I have a Lance Stroll t-shirt. <laughs> Um, was that the free one that you got if you ordered something from the Aston Martin store? No, so, so, so the cap that. is free. Yeah, the cap was free. I, <laughs> wait, wait. The t-shirt is completely black, so you can't, 
He can't see it. Yeah, brilliant. He um, can't see it unless you're super close. But it's actually a really nice t-shirt. Yeah, I, I have cool. a white Sebastian Vettel Asamite t-shirt as well. It's lovely. Um, but yeah, so uh, Nicholas Latifi has sort of broken his silence from, uh, from I guess, being pretty much silent since uh, Abu Dhabi last year, year before, year before, um, and sort of just said, like, you know, he's thinking of taking a break from racing he signed up to do his um bachelor's degree i believe it was um but he, doing a degree um and uh we'll be doing that in the london business school where my my sister goes so oh, yeah nice, nice little nice little link there um but uh but you know, she's graduating so they won't be going at the same time um which is frustrating because i mean that could have been my in with uh with nick um but yeah with so nick? Oh yeah, with Nick. Sorry, I thought you were talking about Nick DeVries. Unbelievable. Because you didn't call him Goatifi. Goatifi. He's not talking about the Tifi. But so, but so, yeah. um, I'm. I was just really happy to to hear from him and hear that he's trying to look forward after racing as well, which is quite quite nice too. Um, let's be honest, the guy never really did anything wrong. He got a lot of like death threats and stuff like this. This is a very heavy podcast episode this week, by the way. It is. Um, yeah. but he got he got death threats and everything. Like it was absolutely horrific, and he didn't deserve not even a smidge. Nope. He deserves zero percent of any of the hate that he got. Um, so I yeah, I'm I'm really glad to hear that he's had the time to reset and stuff like that, and that he's looking looking forward. But at the same time, I would really really like to see him race again. Uh, it would be really nice if he was you know part of like a Le Mans 24 hour team or something like that in the future. Um, yeah, yeah, we could, we could still do, uh, see that. I think he'll come back break. at some point. He's he's trying new things, and I think it's a good thing he's he's talking about it because mm. he's in a position of privilege and wealth. Um, he's raised Formula One cars, and he said, "Look, even I'm going back to school to study and learn." So hopefully, other people can see that. Say, like, like if Latifi's doing it, then anyone can do it at any age, despite their background or where they've come from. True, absolutely. So good on him, even if you're a billionaire. So the. <laughs> um yeah just uh yeah latifi if you're if you're listening to this good job maybe he's going to the london business school to help some of these teams get around the cost cap yeah maybe yeah. Um, we are segueing like superstars oh damn right episode. um please carry on with your segue <laughs> yes so if you remember mm. and if the uh single digit viewers remember uh we talked about this on a podcast um when Otmar mentioned that certain teams, mm. namely the bigger ones, Red Bull, Aston Martin, Ferrari, Mercedes, yeah. were using essentially loopholes yeah. to create separate companies where they would be working on hypercars, supercars, Oops. technologies, as a way to get around the cost cap of, you know, hey, we can't afford this lead aerodynamicist on, yeah. let's just say he's on 500 grand a year. But if we move him to work on Mercedes's AMG Project One car, then he's off the books, but we can maybe use him as a consultant or give him some extra work on the side that doesn't count towards our accounting figures and therefore does not come into the cost cap because yeah. the general consensus is the big teams are still spending the amount of money that they were spending pre the cost cap and they were using loopholes and clever ways to get around it. That's the allegation, yeah. Well, the FAI, FIA are doing an audit 
which they expect to be completed by the end of July and mm. the results come out next month. So we probably. shall see what's uh, come of it. Yeah, probably um, during the Dutch race weekend, I'd imagine, before race weekend, that. Or, or the break, or maybe even the break. Yeah. Because, um, you know, we will need something to talk about in the summer break. <laughs> yeah, true. So, but wouldn't it be funny if they were penalised, Mercedes were penalised? Wouldn't penalized? it be funny if it was Haas was the one was breaching? Oh, the mate, they don't, they spend nowhere near the budget cap, honestly. <laughs> you leave my boys alone. You leave my beloved Haas alone. What do you mean you're playing Nico Hulkenberg £100 million pounds <laughs> to be... The driver and the lead aerodynamicist, and the chief engineer. <laughs> um, era. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what comes of it. There must be yeah. something there, right? There's no smoke without fire. They've done an audit for well, a reason. You, you say that, but there was a report that came out earlier on this week that apparently three teams had breached the budget cap this year, allegedly. Um, and then it came out like, like it, it spread like wildfire. We even made a meme about it. And then uh, the first sort of red flag was terry popped up and was like this is absolutely not true and then literally 12 hours later it was confirmed as not being true um i and apparently it was Domenicali, i think who was quoted and obviously he just never even said that um so so i think that it's good but the audits itself are, are obviously a different thing they, they, they probably be, confuse the audits with the cost cap probably reasons. something like that yeah. yeah but um but the 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 teams that are under the microscope are red bull and aston martin in terms of those audits as far as i'm aware okay um Ooh, i don't know about mercedes maybe mercedes is the third one but i really don't know i mean they did just release their f1 inspired hypercar yeah this year or something yeah. like that so yeah. who uh, knows um, who knows but i know that my boys down at Haas they're all good so <laughs> who cares um but yeah so um i think i think that it's it's going to be interesting to hear what comes out of those audits um obviously during during the during the summer break um yeah so uh, let's talk about hungary yes let's jump into hungary um because there is a new qualifying format for hungary. there is um and it's i think i think it could mix things up a little bit i but think it could as well i i think that it will mix things up in the wrong way so by that i mean that i feel like the teams that seem to eat through tires very quickly i.e Haas and ferrari will do better and maybe go further in from like q1 and q2 than they probably should do because their tire wear is that bad <laughs> um but uh, other thing. than yeah it's a good thing for them but i think then that might mean that they drop back during the race um yeah, I but think either it, way it, it's gonna it be exciting it, if it mixes up the grid yeah mm. uh, even slightly it's good and doing out of hungary where it's kind of difficult to overtake and like i said there can be different winners it could help but mm. if you don't know what the new qualifying format is teams are only allowed to use one type of tire per session so yeah. q1 will be the hard tire q2 will be the medium tire and q3 will be the soft tire yeah so they could there is actually i think going to be a few losers out of this in terms of you set a time in q1 on the hard tire all of a sudden the track is evolving you can now not jump onto a softer tire to like oh need to put a banker lap in because you can only stick with the hard tire yeah so 
I think it'll be interesting. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. We'll I, it goes. In yeah. all honesty, I feel like this is how quality should be run anyway. I think it should be like that. Like, yes. in, in all honesty, because it uses up less tires as well. If it weren't for the fact that the track evolves throughout the the session, I would be all for one-shot quality. Yeah. But, oh, this is why maybe mm. you do a reverse one-shot quality. Mm. So... If you put it on pole in uh, Silverstone, so mm-hmm. let's say Max, yep. Maxen has to be the first person out, uh, first person out to do a lap in Q3. Yeah, I think that in all honesty, I feel Three, like two, the point. teams would be more up for it if they had uh, if they had the opportunity to do a warm up lap as well. First. Yeah, no. So, so they do that do out lap, lap, do a warm up. You lap, have to do it out lap, and because... then and then do your proper timed lap. I feel like no, or, no, no. Or given I, the I, opportunity I, to at the very least. No, uh, I'm going to disagree. Out lap, one shot, one lap. That's it. Mm. Nothing. Uh, I don't want you testing or warming up tires even more on a warm up lap. So, yeah, I would do that. I'd say, right, Max, you put on Poland Silverstone. You're the first person to do a run in Hungary. The track's not at its greenest. So there's a chance that you could be at the mm. back of the grid. Or there's the Formula E qualifying format. Which, which is, is which is very cool. So essentially, they draw names from a from a hat. Essentially, for the for let's say twenty drivers, and they pair two drivers together, oh, and uh, the fastest one moves through to the next round. So then you would only have ten drivers, and then those ten drivers all go up against each other, and then the, the I think the last five would go through, and then of that last five, it's the quickest person. They all get one more lap. So, work, so, but then obviously the 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 ones that were beaten in the first that's obviously like their times are slotted in as well. So, I just think it's fun because that would that would play it would randomize track evolution as well, um, and it would also be very fun if it was like uh, drawn like an hour before quali was supposed to start. So, an hour before you have like almost like you do on like like the FA Cup where they have like the the like ball numbers in <laughs> a big ball and then some a random yeah, Jackie, Jackie Stewart just pulling it out. Yeah, Jackie Stewart pull, pulls his pulls the balls out of the out of the bucket and uh, picks the quali lineup. Yeah. I think it'd be a really cool thing to do. Um, or they could they honestly they could even do it like at the end of like uh, the third practice session so that people would have a reason to tune in for the third practice session as well. So could That's boost cool. numbers there. A um, couple more sponsors, Liberty Media, <laughs> you're welcome. Um, but that could be something fun to do as well. Um, and yeah, I think, I'm, I'm glad they're, they're trying to mix up quality. Oh, uh, yeah, I think it's good they're trying to mix it up, definitely. Um, yeah. Cool, cool. Arguably uh, more fun than a fucking sprint weekend. Mm, well, I... Arguably, I, I just think they're using the sprint format wrong. Oh, they're they're one hundred percent doing the sprint format wrong, but you know. Um, so. And I, I don't know if you heard, but Domenicali is apparently looking into an award for a, gla- a Grand Slam award. Oh, um, that's good. So essentially, if you are P one in the sprint quali, P one in the racing quali, and you finish both the quali and the the normal race first, so you get finish. P1 all race weekend, you get a yep. Grand Slam award. Go for just it. Call, Go nuts. Because Max will have 10 by the end of the yeah, year. Yeah, just call it the Max Verstappen the award. The Max Verstappen award, yeah. 
Um, yeah. Uh, he, can, he can just line them up on his podcast. Honestly, yeah, why not? Um, get us on. Why not? <laughs> honestly, what would be really, really funny is if he launched a podcast once he'd finished Formula One called the Max Verstappen Experience or like like the podium and, and should, with Max Verstappen. It should Verstappen. be the cool-down room. Right? Yeah, the cool-down room. Yeah, or like... The, like <laughs> he wears the P1 hat and like you'll have two gears P2. <laughs> oh that'd be brilliant that'd be so good Uh, but yeah other bits and pieces you're looking forward to this weekend around around the grand prix before i give a little weather update uh i'm not looking forward to it but in formula one's journey to expand its audience uh, oh, they're having this. a kids broadcast. Yes, there is a kids broadcast. Um, yes, and with... each character, uh, each driver will have an animated character, um, yes. like counterpart, which is cool. So I wonder how much work they've had to do to quickly rush and make a Daniel Ricciardo character and get rid of the Nick DeVries <laughs> I don't character. know. I mean, you can quickly make a Memoji of yourself on a phone. Can't True. You? They do look very Memoji-esque. So, <laughs> so let's they? let's see. Um, so that'll be interesting to see if yeah. that brings in a younger audience they're going to have explanations and yeah. colorful graphics and mm. good stuff like that so yeah they're, they're trying lots of new things which i like i just hope they, they don't try too many and just lose the essence of the sport mm. but if they're bringing younger fans in that is really good um but yeah do you want to go into the weather update before we kind of yes preview? so excitingly there is no exciting weather happening by the looks of things. Um, so Sunday, apparently it's going to be 31 degrees with a 0% chance of rain during the race. Uh, and there will be uh, a slight wind, like the teeniest, tiniest wind. See, for the last few episodes, you were like, mixed conditions, hungry, surprise mm. race winner. Yeah. And it's just going to be, who's going to come in P2? Yeah. I, yeah, it's, yeah. Because Red Bull are bringing updates. The Red Bull have the opportunity to do the funniest thing in the world and bring a zero side pod design. <laughs> they have the biggest well, opportunity. I think they're going uh, waterfall, aren't they? I haven't seen any pictures yet. I have no idea. I don't think anyone has seen any photos other than Red Bull themselves, obviously. But yeah, we will so, find so out Friday the morning. The rumour is that they're going waterfall design. Yes, which is reminiscent of which other car? Uh, their B-spec car, the Aston Martin. <laughs> yeah, their B-spec car. <laughs> So yes. that'll be interesting. I'm sure. I, do you know what? That's next season testing. That's what they do. I yeah, more than likely. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, yeah, look, I mean, Hungary is always an exciting race. Yeah. It's technical. Um, you can overtake there now with DRS. Yeah. And it, I think it'll be, I think it'll be an exciting race, and I think it, it will be Max winning. But I think we could get get a few surprise uh people up there in positions yeah let's be honest max is probably going to win but i really really do hope that we see my prediction come true and we get a different winner in hungary and i say that for a couple of reasons one of those different, being, do you mean not max or by first but time just not winner? max that is that okay. is my one thing just not max or checo I'd, I'd prefer it if it wasn't if it was somebody other than a red bull driver um and i did predict a brand new grand prix winner before so somebody who has never won a grand prix before ever um that was one of, that was my hope but obviously that was when I was hoping for a little bit of dodgy weather. And it's annoying because there's apparently a thunderstorm on Friday. 
which is two days too early. Um, but, but who knows? The new, the new qualifying could mix up the grid. and Yeah, new qualifying could mix things up. Let's be honest, Red Bull have not had a technical DNF so far this season, so that could potentially come into play as well. But it's absolutely insane that we're trying to come up with any sort of, like, <laughs> some rubbish luck that yeah. then Red Bull don't go go ahead and win it. But I really do hope for a, for an exciting race weekend. I think it will be an exciting race weekend, regardless of who actually wins the race. But a new winner would make things very, very cool. Um, Aston Martins are set to be quite strong at this track um, because of the, the way the track's set up. So I also think that last last races result of like mclaren p2 and p4 will probably not happen again um, but i'd imagine they would be further up so i would imagine not further up as in like race winners i mean i hope so but i meant further up as in like they won't be finishing just inside the points i'd imagine maybe like p4 through to p7 would be where i'd expect both drivers to be um but with but with fernando sort of pushing back up from last week um lance probably outside the points anyway um but fernando himself i'd imagine probably somewhere somewhere further up um i'm not too yeah. sure about the mercedes where do you think they'll well, come in terms uh, of performance? fernando usually does well at hungary yeah as well, it was his so first race win wasn't it his first race win he's put it on pole when i think he was in a renault yep um lewis does really well at this track so yeah. i wouldn't count him out exactly um, i think in an opposite term, and, and George put on pole last year. He did, yes. So I think Mercedes could do well. Potentially, I'm kind yeah. of worried for the Williams. Yeah, I, I think I they think... may go a bit backwards, considering they're more of a, like a high speed. You say that, but they they scored their first points in two years, two years ago at that track. Yeah, but what was the weather conditions? So... That was I, on the Ocon one. I know, <laughs> I know, but you get my point, right? Yeah, like, if it was mixed there's up. There's the potential. There's the potential. So I think the biggest surprise of the season is if we see Checo in Q3. Well, yeah, this right, yeah, that's just he's He's got to. I mean, I think the Danny Rick um, replacing Nick is also a little bit of a Checo look. We will make changes. Yeah, we, we can changes. get rid of drivers. Yeah, You've seen so, it happen before. Um, yeah, and Danny's going to be like, he knows, right, Checo is not performing. I've got just over half a season to show I should be in that Red Bull seat. Mm, so, yeah. Checo, I love you as well. Let's, let's pull those socks up and uh, show them what you're capable of. Yes, exactly. Um, is there anything else you want to cover about the, the race weekend? Because I don't really have any other... I've got no other notes. No, that's it. It's been... I mean, the Danny Rick news has just been mm. the one that's just been flying everywhere. Yeah, pretty just, much. Just, uh, just looking forward to a race. Yeah, I think one thing that I that I would like to say as well is that we are starting to enter silly season, obviously with Daniel Ricciardo coming in um, and there being rumours about Lando Norris having a pre-contract agreement with Ferrari, which is mad. Um, yeah. There are so many rumors going round, and I would urge people who are listening, who have bothered to listen 38 minutes and 42 seconds through, uh, I would urge them to have a think about any rumors that they do here, because quite a lot of them will be absolute rubbish. Um, apparently, Albon like had a pre-contract agreement with Ferrari as well, or something like that. Like, there's so many random bits and pieces going around, which more than likely are not true in any way, shape, or form. Ah, silly season. Sorry, I'm slightly distracted. 
Mm-hmm. But they have pictures of the Red Bull side pods. Oh, pictures have come out. Oh, God. Yes, pictures have come out. And you're not too far off with your zero side pod comment. Am I really? They are, they oh, are, God. The, the term that's being uh, thrown around is mailbox side pods. Can you drop it in the Google Docs? I can. Uh, so that I can potentially show our viewers what we're right. what we're looking at. Um, right. Okay, because I obviously wasn't expecting... Basically, the term is they've taken the 2022 Merck side box and turned it 90 degrees. Hold on a minute. Viewers, I'm having to zoom in with my actual eyes. I can't see anything there. What are you you looking? Look. Look at the side pods. Yeah. Look how thin they are. I mean, are they thin? All right. Let let me show you. Let me show you another picture. Let me show you another picture. Okay. 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 I don't know what that big white camera is, by the way. They've got like a Isn't white it camera. Like a laser or a heat I guess maybe it's like a laser or something like that. Or right. maybe just a, a camera that they're using to record any, like like when they rebuild the car. Right. There you go. Now you can see. Ah, the, the air inlets. Okay. Yes. Right. Sure. Yes. All right. So they're now half the size, much thinner than they were. Yeah, they're a lot thinner. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe we'll see an overheating Red Bull. Dun, dun, dun. who knows but all right well i mean it's going to be interesting to see how how they perform on track um yeah yep no uh look forward to it hungary it's like a very 50 50 race it's either incredibly boring or super exciting and um, let's hope for the or uh good race <laughs> yes. yes all right well then we will end it there um why don't you take us away ash um yes thank you very much for listening do follow us on whatever you listen on spotify apple podcasts yeah do follow us on our socials where we post nice memes mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh yeah look forward to speaking with you next week where we will go through everything hungary preview uh netherlands or belgium preview belgium, belgium. preview belgium and uh yeah and i'm sure there'll be some more drama outside of the world of formula one yes. that we can talk about I hope we have wet your appetite for just stop, the Hungarian just stop recording. Grand Prix. Stop. End the podcast right now. Okay. It's a good, to the viewers and listeners, I apologize for this man. It's a good thing that I'm controlling when we record and when we don't it, record. It, yeah, but we have to do that. You, you, you're like Gollum with the ring. You've just been corrupted with the power. Precious. <laughs> yeah. Cheers, everyone. <laughs>